When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and today's episode is unlike no other. <laughs> Today, we are going to have the infamous, <laughs> the notorious uh, Reality Steve on Let's Talk About It. And before we get started with this, I just want to send out a friendly reminder that it is February, which means it is Black History Month. And I hope that you all are taking uh, some intentional time this month, as hopefully you are every other freaking month, uh, to learn actual Black history, to celebrate to uplift, to amplify uh, Black stories, Black voices. Um, I want to provide a resource for y'all. Highly, highly recommend following Erica Hart. Uh, she spells that E-R-I-C-K-A-H-A-R-T. And uh, she is post. They are posting um, a bunch of resources every day this month. Highly recommend you turn on your post notifications and educate yourself. I will be doing the same myself because even though people are black, does not mean that they are necessarily always informed on all this stuff. Because a lot of our history, we were not taught <laughs> intentionally. Um, so I hope that y'all are focusing on that this month. Um, today's episode. It's a bit longer, so I'll try to make this intro a little bit shorter. Um, I was really excited to have uh, Reality Steve, Steve on the podcast. Um, over the years, have gotten to know him a little bit more just as a human and a little less as being Reality Steve. Um, one of the things that I... F- that I guess I am grateful for of going on the show is that I'm able to network and get connected with all kinds of different people, right? Who do all kinds of different cool, like out there things. And I never was, I, I was, was never super on board with what Steve did and, and does. And for a long time, I just felt very like scared of him and was just like, oh, like that's not someone like, no, <laughs> like that's bad. Um, and really happy that, you know, I had gone on his podcast a few times and, um, actually felt kind of seen by him. As many of you know, on my actual season of Bachelor, I felt very isolated and very, very lonely. And there were very few people recapping that I felt seen in. Um, And his was one of them. So uh, I always kind of did have that positive association there. But um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting relationship. I think Steve would probably say so himself as well. Um, You know, he's definitely kind of goes against the show a lot of the times. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit in this interview as well. But, um, you know, for me, I'm definitely low key, hate the drama, but also love the drama. So like, I just want to know what's happening. But then I also don't. And then I sometimes want to be involved. And sometimes I'm like, no, but that's cool to know. (laughs) Um, I 
will say going into this, um, you know, I am friends with many people from the show. I very much value um, that that kind of sacred space. Um, I don't don't believe I have ever actually shared any kind of like confidential information. Um, nor does Steve really ask me for that because I think um, I think if if I speak bluntly about myself here, I think there. I think people feel comfortable talking to me because I do talk about more than just the show. And so our relationship in some ways is about the show, but also in other ways, isn't at all. Um, you know, I will get a call from Steve and I have no idea what's come. Sometimes I'm scared and I'm like, what the fuck are you about to tell me? <laughs> but other times, you know, it's, uh, Hey, so can we talk about escorts? <laughs> um, you know, what's going on on this show? Like what actually does an escort do? Like, can you, can we talk about that? Um, and I will say, you know, over, over the last like six months, um, with all the fuckery of, of 2020, I definitely saw Steve really put in some, some work personally. Um, and I have respect for that. I just do. Uh, so some people might really not like that Steve is on this show, um, in this episode. Some people might feel rubbed the wrong way, uh, by our relationship on here. But, um, I think again, we always have to look at people as a whole. And we might not agree with some things, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are a bad person. Um, so I could keep going, but I guess I'll stop it there. Um, I will also say that as this episode is airing, my OnlyFans page is now up and running. And we do talk about that towards the end. I think I'm keeping that part in there. <laughs> not sure yet. We'll see. If you listen to the end and the OnlyFans part is in there with Steve, then um, then it's in there. If not, I cut it out. Sorry. <laughs> um, I usually don't cut things out of the episodes, but <laughs> sometimes I'm like, ah, privacy. Don't know on that. Um, but yeah, it is up now. If you go to OnlyFans.com slash Taymocha and the subscription fee is $50, which is actually the limit, which I did not realize, uh, but I think is part of what happened after Bella Thorne did all the things that she did on there. Um, so yeah, that was the maximum amount that I can set for myself, which is a whole other rant about sex work and um, all of that that I will probably have at a different time. But if you do want to check that out, that's where you can find it, Tamoka. Um, and with all that said, we got Steve on the podcast. So let's talk about it. All right. So welcome, Steve, to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. This was such an easy setup. We got to, we got to go. <laughs> Took me like three seconds to get going here. <laughs> I'm like, usually I don't think of you as like an old man, but in this setup, yeah. I was like, oh, Steve. Yeah, I'm learning technology. Audio technology of this stuff. Like, I know how to record my podcast, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, this, I would think that you were really like high up in technology intelligence because you've been doing the podcast for so long and all no, this, but not at no. all. No. no. Not in the least bit. <laughs> well, we made it here. Um, yeah. Super excited to have you on. It's been on my list for quite some time because I've been on your podcast several times and 
-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about you. I feel like there's a lot of curiosity around you and what you do <laughs> and you're making a face. What's this face about? <laughs> I keep forgetting. I, shit. I keep forgetting I'm on video. <laughs> oh yep. boy. This is going to be fun. I don't do, I don't do video interviews either. <laughs> so, all right. I got to have, okay. I got to be on my best behavior. Okay. No poker face. No poker face, Steve. Okay. This is a safe space. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a safe space. This is a trust um, tree. Yes. We're in the trust tree. <clears throat> Exactly. Um, so for, I feel like basically everybody listening to this is going to know who you are, but um, for folks who don't know who you are, can you kind of explain in short summary what it is that you do, what you're known for? I'm Steve. Um, and, you are reality uh, Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I'm reality Steve to most people. Um, I actually had a conversation recently. Somebody, I think, asked me this on a reader email about... Um, or maybe it was somebody that texted me that was just like, you realize I have you as reality Steve in my phone. And I'm thinking about all the people that I've actually met in person who somehow show me a text or whatever. Most people of the, of all the people that have showed me my name in their phone, I'd say 75 to 80% of them have me in their phone as reality Steve, which is so weird to me. What do you have me in your phone as? Let me see. (laughs) I don't know what I have. I'm curious. Let's see. Reality Steve. Oh, see, I'm telling yep. you. It's, yep. So, um, yeah, this this all started 18 years ago uh, with, with um, I was covering other reality shows and then reality dating shows and then the next one to start up. Uh, you know, I had been writing an email and a recap and it was getting sent around to other people and it eventually got a pretty decent following. And um, the next dating show to appear on the television schedule back in 03 at that time was the first season of The Bachelorette. So they had had two Bachelor seasons, uh, Mm -hmm. Alex and Aaron, which I never watched, but I was aware of. And then they had the first season of The Bachelorette, which was Trista. So I was like, okay, I'll just cover this. And it just seems, you know, the concept seemed ridiculous and silly. And we've all dated. So it was very easy to make fun of. And this is in the advent of reality TV. So before it had exploded. And I just kept going. And Basically, I wrote an episode recap, or I have written an episode recap for every episode of the show since then. Um, but it wasn't till 2009 where the spoiler aspect came in. So for six years, I just wrote recaps and made fun of the show and was awful hmm. in terms of my treatment of the contestants on this show. People think I'm hmm. bad now or whatever. I mean, you couldn't even hold a candle to the stuff I used to write. It's embarrassing. Um, it's stuff that you can't you just can't get away with writing now. And I think I've grown in that aspect Mm -hmm. because I would do nothing but comment about like physical appearances, looks, Mm -hmm. dresses, just, it was awful. It was terrible, Mm -hmm. but this was also a different time. It was 2003. It's not excusing it, but Mm -hmm. I I think anywhere you look back in 03, things were allowed to be said on television and on blogs and stuff. That was just, people would laugh at it. Now people would say, the fuck did you just yeah. like that's ridiculous you said that so mm-hmm. i'm glad that those are long gone um and i've changed my writing style and just kind of changed the way i've covered the show but now it's become more of a spoiler <laughs> thing like writing the recaps for me has just gotten old like i'm just tired of writing recaps because uh social yeah. media is you know a, a rough place and um mm-hmm. kind of just st- I, I i mean I, I i still do the recaps because it's what this website reality steve is based off of it's Mm -hmm. always started as a recap of what we watched on monday night but it's changed in that because there's twitter accounts now and live instagram feeds 
by the time my column comes out the next morning, everyone's already heard 5,000 opinions of what was watched on Monday night. Yeah, I was going to say, you got a lot more competition in terms of uh, doing these recaps now. So I still recap it, but I do it in kind of my own way. And I still kind of make fun of stuff and just try and, you know, throw in quips here and there. But um, it's mostly been about this Bachelor Nation now is a 24-hour news cycle because every contestant has an Instagram account. So it turns into not necessarily what happened on the show, but... What did Victoria post on her Instagram? What did Anna post on her Instagram? Like it, it's like you have to, that's part of the show now, even though that doesn't air on Monday nights. Yeah. What those people are posting on either stories or their feeds is absolutely imperative to what we're seeing on screen on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to take a short break right here because I actually, this is kind of coming full circle for me, for me a little bit because Last year, you know, a lot of people had weddings planned and I had a girlfriend of mine who had sent out um, a save the date invitation for her wedding that was supposed to be in July. It was actually right for my birthday. I was like, excuse me, girl, Uh, but (laughs) was so happy for her. And she sent out these save the dates for the wedding that were literally so gorgeous. They had just like the amount of detail to them, the color scheme. It was just beautiful. And she actually used mint which is uh, a company that I actually just purchased from and used that I want to share with y'all because they're also sponsoring this episode and the podcast. Super excited. And what I actually ordered, they have all kinds of like great gifts and just a lot of like personalized custom items that you can um, make for your family, for your friends. And I made like a little beautiful frame um, with Naya and Calais, like pictures of them to give to Rob and Leonore, like my chosen family, um, because they don't have a lot of pictures uh, of the family. So put together a beautiful little uh, picture frame for them. And uh, can I give it to them as a little bit of a gift? Um, Coming up in Valentine's Day is actually her birthday. So um, really, really excited about that. And I think that they will love it. Uh, But you can make any design like absolutely yours and there are fresh designs and with quality materials. Um, I highly recommend them. So y'all can start crafting your unique save the dates or invitations with Minted made custom for you. You can enjoy 20% off your first order by going to minted.com slash Taylor. That's 20% off at minted.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. And I hope y'all enjoy. And hopefully we can get these weddings happening sometime soon in a safe manner. So get your save the dates all ready to go and looking sharp. And with all that, we can get back to the show. So you you kind of spoke a little bit about feeling embarrassed on how you initially had started things. Um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about like morally how you feel about doing what you do and how that's evolved and why it's evolved. I mean, I, it's, it's become a, a lot harder in recent seasons because, because there's so much access to the contestants that mm-hmm. the second a contestant is announced. And I, I was having this conversation with someone earlier today in that, the new sport in Bachelor Nation is once the new cast is announced, the new sport is what's the worst thing we can find out about this person? Yeah. Like that's what Who's it's become. Who's the most problematic? Like, Who's who the most problematic? Who has the worst tweets? Who has the worst backstory of somebody coming forward from their past? And look, I get told stuff every season now. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, I'd say about three, four, five years ago, it was I was just posting everything I was told or making comments about it. Now, it's like... 
I, it's way more selective. There's way more of a vetting process. And I realize that my job is to cover the show, but I'm not just going to be blind to just covering what airs on Monday night. I have to address the stuff that's going on outside the show. I'd be ignorant if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing so, that turns into, you know, you could be affecting somebody's life, but um, I'm allowed to have an opinion on what people are saying and what, you know, stuff is out there about them on the internet. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure we'll get into talking about the, you know, the escort stuff that happened this season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, now it's just become way more for me, kind of more or less breaking down how far does this contestant last? Is it even worth it to go into? Is it going to affect something on the show? And, you know, is it true? Is it, you know, the first thing mm-hmm. to, to go over. And so that's where it is. I've just done, I've done a better job, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there'll be people out there that disagree. But in terms of what I know versus what I report or what I've been told versus what I report, it's, I report maybe 5% of the stuff I've been told about contestants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And in the past, I'd probably say 50% of the stuff I just kind of threw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything I that like definitely changed? Yeah. Is there anything that you have leaked in the past that then came out to be not true that like you carry guilt on or that you feel like bad about leaking for one reason or another? Oh, for sure. The Jenna Cooper story. Um, I mean, that's well-documented. Um, it was just a horrible job of journalism by me. And um, I ran with information without vetting it better than I should have. Like I vetted it to one degree when I probably should have vetted it to maybe three or four degrees before I, uh, you know, ran with a story that Jenna had a sugar baby and or sugar daddy. And she was cheating on uh, Jordan Kimball at the time when during their engagement after Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I uh that went on for i mean the story and it, it, it was in the news for about a month and then it just went away for about a year mm-hmm. and a half until jenna came to me last year or 20 was it 2020 yeah right before the pandemic hit february of last year and um came to me and said look mm-hmm. i've basically been researching this for the last year and a half here's everything that i've found on it and i realized that the information i had been given was wrong and um mm-hmm. you know the only thing i could do at that point was a few things, apologize, take down everything that I had ever written in regards to it and give her a platform on my podcast to verbally apologize to her in person in public and let her tell her side and, and her and I hash out everything that, um, and it wasn't even like Jenna and I didn't have any, once she came to me and I realized what I reported was wrong, her and I never had any beef. It was more or less, let's see what else we can find out and see if we can get to the bottom of it. To this day, I don't even know if there's one culprit behind all this. It was just a lot of fan people that really wanted to break Jenna and Jordan up that were more on the Jordan side and just didn't want Jenna in the picture and so did just what they can to disparage shit. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and creating fake characters, creating fake voices. Like it got pretty deep. This wasn't like someone sent me an email and said, Hey, Jenna's cheating on Jordan with a sugar daddy. It was get on the phone with reality, Steve, which I got on the phone with somebody uh, a male that spoke to me and told me I'm the guy that's funding Jenna right now. And I was like, oh, wow, this is big news. But I, like I said, my vetting process was I should have vetted him out more. Um, mm-hmm. And it ended up not being a legit uh, person. And then once I started getting more and more emails that were like 
almost backing what this person told me on the phone, it started to becoming like, wait a second, this, this almost seems like too much and somebody's out to get her. But then the story, you know, they ended up breaking up. It kind of just died. Nothing, you know, nobody was yeah. talking about Jenna, but there was this label that yeah, she Jenna, had a lot of shit. Oh yeah. Jenna was a gold digger. She had a sugar daddy mm-hmm. and you know, um, and so I was just like, you know, well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is, this is what I was told. And then, like I said, Jenna came to me in February of 2020 and laid it all out and came to me with emails, with videos, with pictures. Like Jenna, hmm. I mean, for somebody trying to clear her own name, it wasn't just like, I didn't do this. It was, I didn't do this and, and here's the proof. And that was really the yeah. only thing that was going to convince me was the, all the proof that she had. And um, hmm. I don't know if she's ever going to put it all out there. Maybe she will. Now, couldn't she, she like sue she those fears. people for that? Because that's like just disparaging her her name. I think spreading lies. Could. I think she could, but I don't know if she's ever nailed it down because these people were getting really creative about how they were creating. Like, if you create a fake email account and email somebody and harass them or stalk them, and let's just say you did it to me. I would have to like subpoena Google and be like, who does this email address belong to? And something Mm -hmm. like that is not just an answer you get in five seconds. Like that takes a long time. And I think Jenna's at the point now where the most important thing to her, at least that's the impression I got, um, was to clear her name. And the Mm -hmm. only way she was going to clear her name was to go to the source who soiled her name, which was me. And if the guy who reported all this apologizes for it and says, I made a mistake. I think that was all, I think that's all she was looking for. And that's what she got. And, um, it sucks. It's the worst thing that I've ever done. And I'll, I'll never, I, I, like I said, I've, I've owned up to it, but you know, there are still people that say like, when I report a spoiler on something else that has nothing to do with Jenna's season, it's like, well, you were wrong about the Jenna thing. So how are we supposed to believe you? It's just like, okay, well, how long is that going to last? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I know what I did in the Jenna situation. I did as much as I could up to that point. Um, I couldn't take back what I did. So all I did was delete everything about it and then uh, apologize and let her uh, tell her side, which it's not like I let her tell her side. and like, okay, Jenna, thanks. Like I believe her. Like I, yeah. I saw the proof. So um, I think she's content with it and I'm content with the way things are. And Jenna and I, uh, I wouldn't say we're like BFFs, but mm-hmm. I could easily text her tomorrow and she would text me back. Like, yeah. I think we're fine. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's good to know because I know that she, for a year and a half, she took a lot of shit and it was because of me and yeah. it sucks to have that on your conscience. Yeah. All right. Time for a short break right here from our sponsor at Upstart. And if y'all have not heard me talk about Upstart before, um, they're a great platform. Definitely recommend them. Um, If you're someone like me who (laughs) used to have multiple credit cards and know that tracking multiple balances and due dates and website logins and all of that can be really stressful, but Upstart is making things simple with one monthly payment in one place. So Upstart Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. So whether you're paying off credit cards, uh, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Uh, They find you smarter rates with trusted partners and because they assess a lot more than just your your credit score. Uh, But with a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. And you can get approved the same day and you can also receive 
funds as fast as one business day. So you can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Taylor. That's upstart.com slash Taylor. And don't forget to use our URL code, um, URL, to let them know that we sent you so that they know where you found them from. Uh, Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. But definitely recommend you head on over to upstart.com slash Taylor after listening to this podcast. So let's get back to the show. So, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that a lot of what you spoil in in some sense are pieces of people's private lives that they would have never expected to come out or that they weren't anticipating to come out and don't really have any like consent or control over, you know, um, releasing to the public? Like, how do you navigate that more? Yeah, it's, it's tough because it's a slippery slope because the second I... The second you agree to go on the show, while you're not signing up for being bullied or whatever, you are have to realize that you are signing up. We know how Bachelor Nation is. And you are signing up Intense. for this race to find out who had the most problematic tweets in the past, who posted QAnon stuff on their Instagram. Like, that's mm-hmm. what this has become. And if you don't know that going in on season 41 now, and then next Bachelorette season will be season 42 of this franchise... I mean, 42? Yeah. I mean, there'll be 26. There's been Matt's 20, Bachelor 25, and the next Bachelorette will be 17. So, yeah, Jesus. 42. Um, but mm-hmm. I, it's almost like there's got to be something on the contestants at this point of, yes, you're going on for the experience, possibly falling in love, possibly going on paradise and meeting somebody there, love of your life, whatever the case may be. But you also have to understand when you sign up to go on the show, it is not all rainbows and daffodils. Like you have to understand that an ex-boyfriend from college could come out and say something about you on a blog or a TikTok Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be able to defend until, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're eliminated from the show or however their policy is now. It seems to be very year to year. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I'll, I'll ask you this because I'm I'm confused about it sometimes. What we say is that fair game. But it technically, it shouldn't be, but within the confines of this show, just know that it's going to happen. If you go on the show and your mother or father posted a bunch of QAnon stuff or found out that they raided the Capitol, that's going to get out. Whether it has, Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with you dating the person on the show, but I'm telling you, it's going to get out. So unfortunately, that's the way the show is now. And it's almost like, now, do you, you ever like ask in. like people's consent? Like, do you say, hey, you know, I found out this information, you know, this is being sent to me. I'm going to maybe report on it. Like, do you give people that like heads up? No, because I can't contact contestants. <laughs> I'm like barred from contacting contestants while this show is is airing. And, and so I can't. Because you had a lawsuit with them at one point. Yeah. No, no, I had two. <laughs> Tell us about that. Whatever you can. They sued me twice. Uh, And one was for contacting contestants and asking for information after they had gotten back from filming and Mm -hmm. um, offering them money. And both of uh, the three people that I contacted, two of them responded. One never even responded to me. But two of them did respond and said, while I like your stuff and I read you all the time, I I, I can't. I don't want to get in trouble. I've signed a contract. Mm -hmm. But they had emails of me emailing them saying, well, fuck your contract just i'll pay you like come on 
and then they turn my emails over. And yeah, it's funny because the two girls that turn my emails over are two people that I've literally spoken to within the last week. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's water under the bridge now. At the yeah. time, you can speak to this. At the time that you get off the show and you're home, who can you talk to? Nobody, nobody. really. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. You're like, I, you want to talk about what you just went through, but you technically can't speak to anyone. So when these girls are approached by me, the reality Steve guy that spoils the show, they freaked out. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm sure they were just asked by a producer, hey, has anybody contacted you? And I, and I think they said, oh yeah, that reality Steve guy did. And they were like, whoa, what did he, what did he send you? And then they turned it over and um, I was sued for torturous interference, but nothing ever came of it. We settled. Uh, and then yeah. something came up again. I was sued again because they, fig- they, they said I breached our settlement agreement, which I argued that I didn't, um, but I didn't want to get into a big back and forth. So I just, uh, the second lawsuit was basically they said, pay us a fine and take down the spoilers you've posted up to this point. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. I'm fine with doing that because the, the spoilers had been up a month. Everybody had pretty much memorized what I had spoiled at that point. So I didn't care to take them down. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I was fine. But ever since then, that was in 2012. We settled on the second one. Ever since then, nothing's happened. Yeah. I just, I just lay, but to your point, yeah. I mean, I just lay off contestants when the show is airing. I can't take a chance that they're going to say something uh, to production. So I don't, I don't contact mm-hmm. contestants. Um, yeah. well, if they happens- want to reach out to me, do that's people on do them. that? That's on them. Um, I'm not going to say it's never happened, but uh, it's very rare. I think they are scared shitless of their contract. It, it's very, yeah. very rare. But sometimes they have contacted me, contacted me when the show is airing, but we don't even talk spoiler stuff. Like to me, I'm just like, I don't even want to go down that route. I mm-hmm. might ask them about something else or we talk about the experience without getting into the spoiler aspect of it. So Yeah. 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 Has, I don't think I've ever asked you this before, have people ever like came forward with like dirt on me or like things about me that you have posted or haven't posted? Ah, that's a good question. Um, nothing that nothing that jumps out at me. Like I maybe like when Nick's season was airing, somebody said, uh, you know, I'd have to go through my emails. Maybe somebody said like, oh, I went to high school with that girl or something. Like, or I went to college with that girl. I, but nothing that jumps out to me. I would have probably told you by now if I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything about you. Well, speaking of people who dislike you from... Uh, <laughs> great segue. <laughs> from Bachelor, um, who do you think, like, hates you the most? Oh. um, I mean... Are we talking contestants? Mm-hmm. Okay contestants i'm sure i'm not uh, i'm i'm sure victoria fuller hates me um i'm sure uh who else uh, oh, i'm sure ari is not a fan of me i'm uh, sure not a fan of me either <laughs> yeah uh i see i'm just thinking of all the people whose exes i put Tasha probably hates me um uh, who else um <laughs> Uh, Carly probably hates me. I'm just thinking of everybody whose exes I put on the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Krause, probably not a fan of mine. Um, yeah, there's a few, but you know, I mean, I, I, I try to do the best that I can. And I know that, you know, it's a tough position to be in, mm-hmm. um, because I know that as a reporter, um, 
I had this talk with Amy Kaufman, who wrote the Bachelor Nation book and who has done a lot of exposés on celebrities in Hollywood who have cheated mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, involved in sex scandals and stuff like that. You know, she does a thorough investigation. She has all this evidence of, yeah. you know, Brett Ratner. I think she exposed Brett Ratner for being a uh, sexual assault, uh, sexual assaulter. And um, she told me one time, she's just like, yeah, you, you post a story like that. And of course, everybody that's in the Brett Ratner camp comes after you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you're an idiot. You're an asshole. Why are you doing this? Why are you ruining our guy's reputation? Stop doing this. And she's like, look, I'm just doing my job. I'm reporting facts that I know to be true. And that's what I've tried to stick to. And I admit, I wasn't doing that early on. But in the recent seasons, I'm trying to stick to fact-based stuff and Mm -hmm. um, letting people tell their side of a narrative. And um, and that's really where I've... uh, And that's really kind of where I've been at. And I, and I'm getting, yeah, I'm guessing when I put Tasha's ex on or Peter's ex-girlfriend on who exposed the text that he was writing her before and after he went on Rachel's season, it didn't make him look good, but she had proof she had received. So, mm-hmm. um, but Peter was so well liked in the franchise. Like that guy was a God to everybody. Yeah. So of course we're going to dismiss what his ex-girlfriend said. And of course we're going to dismiss what his ex-girlfriend said about how he treated her and how he used to gaslight her all the time. Mm-hmm. She must be lying because we love Peter. It's the same yeah. thing with Tasha. I knew that the Tasha interview, no matter what her ex-husband said, no matter what he provided, Tasha is beloved in this franchise. So mm-hmm. immediately that interview was not going to be looked favorably upon, but he said some stuff that he wanted to get out. And do I think he could have said some stuff better? Probably. Um, mm-hmm. But he he was the only one that was ever married to her. So he's the only one that can speak on it. If I would have put on Tasha's ex-husband's best friend, you would have been like, what the fuck are you putting that guy on for? He wasn't married to Tasha. Mm-hmm. But then I put on her ex-husband and you're like, what? And they're like, well, why are you putting that guy on? And I was like, yeah. Because he was married to her? The only guy that's been married to her in her life? Like, I think he's relevant. You might not like what he has to say because he's talking about your queen, mm-hmm. but he is relevant. You can't, you can't say that he wasn't relevant to have on. And it wasn't something where I was like, oh, I need some clicks. My podcast is suffering. Like, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with that. If I get a relevant guest or somebody that's willing to speak out, I will give them the chance to speak out. And he was somebody that came to me. I, I didn't seek him out. I didn't yeah. even know who, I knew his name from when he was on, when she was on Colton season. And immediately mm-hmm. within a day of finding out that Tasha Adams was a contestant on Colton season, it wasn't hard to find out she was previously married and his, and his name was Josh Burrell. Yeah. Um, but then he was not talked about for ever. And then um, he just didn't like what Tasha was saying in, on the show and in interviews about her marriage. So he's like, I, I want to say something. TMZ's all over me, but you've got a good reputation. I want to come to you. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, let me think about it. And it took him about two weeks. And then he decided after he saw, I think, the episode with her and Ivan's discussion or something, he just got set off by something she said. And he's just like, you know what? I'm ready to talk now. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I put him on. All right. Time for a short break right here. Coming at y'all with a little mental health check-in per usual from our wonderful sponsor, BetterHelp. They are a online 
service for professional counseling from licensed professional counselors. It's convenience. Anything that you share is confidential. It's professional. You can go at your own time, at your own speed. And one of the most important things about therapy is finding a therapist that is a good match for you. And if you don't find that in your first time, uh, it's easy and free to change counselors. And you also get matched like within 24 hours. You take a short uh, little quiz so that they can kind of like assess your needs. And it's all in a safe, private, online environment. It's not self-help. It is actual professional therapy from licensed professionals. And so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So sign yourself up. <laughs> get on get on in there. Um, but for listeners who want to potentially become clients, I really want to encourage y'all to start living a happier life today. It is okay to not be okay. It is okay to get some support. And as a listener of this podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. You can join over a million people taking care of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash talk about it. And now we can get back to the show. There's a lot of like deliberation that goes on for you and what you do. Do you enjoy your work? I enjoy the spoiling aspect of the show. I'm not enjoying the show as a fan anymore. And of, or I haven't enjoyed the show as like, wow, this is a great television show. It's just a show to that silly and to make fun of. But since the spoilers have gotten involved and since I've done, you know, kind of some exposés on some people, I know the backlash of it. Um, it's just funny because when it's the backlash of some of a character that's not liked on the show, it's like, oh my God, what great tea that reality Steve had. Like when I had Jed's ex-girlfriend on, the one that he literally left at the dock <clears throat> to go film with Hannah and ends up coming back engaged and then ghosts her, even though he let her, left her a note and all this stuff. When I have her on, Thanks. the ex-girlfriend of Jed, it's like, oh my God, great tea. But mm-hmm. when I have on the ex-husband of Tasha Adams, it's like, why the fuck did you put him on? So I get it. They're fickle. It's, it's, they're going to like who they like. And um, when, you give, when you give them something that they agree with, uh, they love it. When you give mm-hmm. them something uh, against somebody who has a very positive edit, like, uh, like Tasha does, like Peter Krause does, it's like, oh, I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going to do what I think is a relevant story. And, um, uh, that, and yeah. I felt Josh was relevant to put on. Yeah. I I feel like the way that you talk through these decisions, like there's a lot of thought that goes into it and you try to look at it from like the most rational, objective perspective, which can be really hard to do because you very well could just throw shit out there and just be like, yep, I'm going to fuck up your life now because I'm just going to throw this information out there. Because, Um, yeah, I mean, the Victoria Fuller stuff is a perfect example last season, you know, with Peter and... um, from the second she was announced as a contestant, I was getting stuff from a lot of people in the Virginia Beach area saying, Steve, she is bad news. She is well-known around here for sleeping around with married men uh, and messing around with married men. She's ruined uh, uh, at least one marriage, if not two, that we know of. And I'm like, okay. And this is before the season um, started filming. And I'm like, look, again, mm. put it on the back burner. Let's see how far she gets before I even start diving into this. And then she gets the Chase Rice date and we find out, you know, oh, we they, find out that they she did dated. her so dirty. Yeah. And then we find out that, you know, I found out that she had dated Chase Rice and I'm like, okay, well, no wonder she got the Chase Rice date. And then we start getting closer to hometowns and it's like, 
looking like she's getting a hometown. And then the day of her hometown, I report this stuff and it ends up being a storyline on the show. So I knew I did that story right because the show even covered it. So, um, but is it now out there? And if people Google Victoria Fuller's name, is that going to come up? Yeah, it is. But I, I don't know what to say other than I spoke with the women involved and they, while they didn't want to attach their name to it and they didn't want to come forward and speak on the record about it and do a podcast, they told me enough and showed me enough to where I have the proof. If she were to ever, I don't know, come after me, um, Mm -hmm. I have the proof and she knows it. And that's why she'll never come after me. But she also knows that these women were never going to come forward publicly. So she could just kind of say, Oh no, I never did that because Mm -hmm. she knows that because one of them had a child and one of them wasn't going to relive the breakup of her marriage. Uh, So her child can read about it later on in life. And I get it. So and I think Victoria knew that. That's why she could get away with when Chris Harrison asked her at the Woman Tell All, these accusations against you, are they true? No, that never happened. Okay, well, I believe it did because I spoke to the woman whose marriage was cut short because of, uh, an, let's just call it inappropriate uh, relationship with mm-hmm. uh, her husband. Um, oh, man. She um, witnessed herself and has... Um, uh, um, internet messages um, mm-hmm. that I witnessed as well. You know, she has receipts. Um, but like I said, she was never going to come full. Cause I asked her, I said, do you want to talk about this? And, and she said, no, but I said, okay, well, for the sake of my story, are you confirming that this happened? And she said, yes, you can, you can confirm that it did happen. I said, okay, that's all I needed. Uh, it it would have mm-hmm. been great to have her name attached to it, but then everybody would have been digging on her and been yeah. trying to call her a yeah. liar. You know, just like why I understand why people don't want to get involved, but just because someone doesn't put their name behind it doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? They just don't, they know what bachelor nation has turned into and they don't need their, they don't want their public life out there any more than it should be. It's you know? a very intense fan base. Um, if you weren't to be doing this, what is something else that you would do? Well, my background is in sports talk radio. I did that for a long time and I got out of it and I don't think I would go back into that. But um, now that I have the website and the podcast, because I, I mean, I'm sure at some point the show is going to end. Hopefully it's not anytime soon. I don't think it will be anytime soon based on. I hope they improve it a whole stuff. lot more before they stop doing it. Well, they need to. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's it's amazing how much they've gotten away with in 41 seasons now. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly they're doing a little bit better with back-to-back uh, people of color as leads. Um, we may, who, we might have a third, uh, you know, next season. We don't know yet, but it, it, you know, once the show ends, I think the, the website will stay as a website, but it might cover something else. Uh, mm-hmm. But the podcast, I, I would really like to stay the same um, and just interview people. Mm-hmm. In the reality TV world, it doesn't have to be from the Bachelor franchise. So I think I would yeah. just keep the podcast going and uh, interview reality TV stars and, and just anybody that I could really get my hands on. Yeah. One of the things I think, I don't remember if it was the first or second time that I was on your podcast, but uh, really appreciated that you did hold space for things that were very true to my life and that you were like very inquisitive. Like you were genuinely, I think I was talking about like my history of being in abusive relationships and you were like very genuinely curious and like asking, you know, 
thoughtful, meaningful questions and holding space for like a conversation like that, that I was kind of like, oh, maybe he's not like, you know, a creepy like douchebag that's just like trying to like ruin everybody's lives. Like he seems like kind of nice. Well, I, I mean, I think if people, I mean, I've done 219, 220 mm-hmm. podcasts. I think if people listen to my podcast, I'm very, I'm very fair. I, 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 I really am interested because to me, everybody's got a story. And yeah. um, especially for a content, when I interview contestants of this show, so many people are, I mean, in fact, every contestant on the show is more than the person that we see on TV. So it's almost oh, yeah. like when I get somebody on, it's like, let's talk about way more than, you know, let's talk about Taylor Nolan, not Taylor Nolan contestant on Nick Vile's season of The Bachelorette or the, mm-hmm. of The Bachelor. It's yeah. just, it's more than that. Like I care more about Taylor Nolan than I do Taylor Nolan from The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. that's the way I kind of look at it. And when I interview people, um, most people don't have their stories told on this show unless you last really long or whatever. Yeah. Um, we might know a little bit more about you, but I'm always interested in how people got cast and what their thought process was the first night at the cocktail party. Like when they looked around the room, were they immediately intimidated by somebody? I always like asking mm-hmm. when you were at the first cocktail party, who stuck out to you? Who, who did you think was like, whoa, they're mm-hmm. going to win, even though I'm basing it off nothing mm-hmm. yeah. other than looks or whatever. Um, and then mm. just thought process as the show goes on and what they're observing. I think it's just, I think mm-hmm. it's a fun, fun trip to do with uh, contestants. But yeah, I'm, everyone's got a story. And I feel like my podcast is the ability to tell that story that they certainly are not allowed to tell on the show. Yeah. It's whatever editors choose to, to show. Definitely. Who, um, who would you say are like your favorite people from The Bachelor? Taylor Nolan. <laughs> um, I mean, and give uh, explanations why why these people are are your favorite. Well, here here's I don't like to I don't like to talk if I if I say who my favorites are, then I think people are going to realize that I have a deeper relationship with them than I've probably ever let on in terms of or a friend deeper friendship that with them than I've ever let on, and I I don't like to reveal stuff. You and I have talked enough to where I think people know. Mm-hmm. That um, you asked some great questions, really. Well, I, I never know when I get a call from you, I never know <laughs> what question is coming my way. It's typically not actually specific to anything going on with the show, yeah. um, but just other stuff that I talk about on like social media. And you are always so open minded and like <laughs> ready to ready to learn something that I'm like, all right, let's all right, yeah, let's talk like, about our, it. Like We're gonna talk. <laughs> Like our conversation last week about prostitution and escorting and sugar daddies and sugar babies. And Mm -hmm. because honestly, I didn't, I never put a lot of thought into it out of just the basic, oh, prostitution, you're paying for sex. Oh, escort. You know, it was just, I never really, I guess, truly knew what a definition of escort was. And then I, 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 in my, I had a definition in my mind and my mind always led to, um, you know, higher class, older man, younger woman, um, Mm -hmm. But it always led to, well, there's got to be sex involved at the end. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. And for the longest time, I never really thought about that. I just assumed, well, if he's paying for and he's taking her out to an event, surely he's getting laid at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it. it's whatever the woman negotiates. She, she can negotiate sex. Yeah. Or she can choose to just be like, here's, here's what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. for... I'll go to the event with you and nothing, you're not getting anything after that. And he might just be like, cool. Um, 
but I always thought, I mean, I didn't think it always led to sex. It was just something that was just like, ah, most of the time, but I don't even know if most of the time is an answer. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's a, you know, a case by case basis, but yeah, that's one of the things that you and I uh, <laughs> randomly spoke about last week when I called you out of the blue. Um, yes. And then, uh, so I, I, so I think people know that you and I talk a lot more uh, behind the scenes um, and that, and you and I, I, I would, I, I would call you a good friend of mine from this franchise. Other people I don't want to get into because I don't feel they need to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, well, maybe people have... that you've watched on the show or that you've interviewed that are your favorites. I mean, you work closely with Spivey, who I absolutely yeah, well, Ashley... love and is an yeah, amazing Ashley is queen. Ashley for sure. And people know that just because of our live that we do every week. And yeah. um, I love Ashley to death. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Emily O'Brien is somebody that um, not everyone remembers because she was on Ben Flanick's season, but, but um, she's an epidemiologist and I've had her on at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I had her on like a month ago uh, to just talk. And we talked strictly. I mean, I think we spent the first time I had her on in March was the first time she's ever on my podcast. So we spent the first 15 minutes, hmm. 20 minutes discussing her time on Ben's season. And she mm-hmm. got to final six or seven. She was pretty relevant that season. But mm-hmm. her big thing now is she, you know, she she's an epidemiologist at Duke University. And so okay. I had her on in March, right after the pandemic hit. And like, what can we expect? Yeah. And, you know, and then I had her on this time. We talked about some of the stuff that she said in the first podcast, which was going off of, they didn't know as much back then. And now here we are nine months later. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now we know more. We talked about the vaccine. We talked about a bunch of stuff. But she's, I, I mean... Love her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do I really like? Um, Michelle Money is always mm-hmm. a great interview. Um, Courtney Robertson has always been a great interview. Uh, I really like talking to them. Um, you know, I don't talk to them nearly as much off air as I do mm-hmm. someone like yourself. Uh, but those two are really good interviews. And I'm trying to think of other ones that stuck out. Um, I had Deanna on once. I thought she was great. I don't think I've spoken to Deanna since. Maybe a couple texts here and there, but hmm. she was great when I had her on. And that was one of her first podcast interviews. So mm-hmm. those are some that stick out to me that I that I really that I really enjoy having on and gotten to know a little bit more about. Yeah. Any any least favorites? I honestly, I, nobody that I interviewed that I, I, nobody that I've ever had on, I've been like, that's, they were terrible. I never want to talk to them again. I've always thought everybody was interesting and had something interesting to say. But from like watching the show, like contestants <sighs> as a whole? Oh, well, contestants as a whole. I mean, I would say someone like Victoria Fuller, I thought handled herself horribly on the show. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of um, clearly Victoria Larson this season. Why is everybody named Victoria? Just a bad person. You know, um, my vagina used to be named Victoria, but not anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Victoria, I mean, Corinne, not a fan of what she did on your show. And not just because I'm talking to you. I think anybody with half a brain can see um, what Corinne was all about during your season, post your season, uh, the the back and forth story she was telling when the DeMario incident went down. Like, I... Uh, her Helping the behavior. child shoulder, the child soldiers on. Yeah, yeah. I you know the, the thing when she got caught with uh, what's his name with Borat with uh, Sasha Baron Yeah, Sasha Baron like that stuff. Like, I think we've I think we see what she's all about. Um, so it wasn't a fan of her. Um, those are probably the ones that stick out the most. Now that I think about it, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
We have to start wrapping up here, but last kind of question for you. Um, what has anybody ever leaked anything about your life? Have you ever had someone spoil anything about you and what that experience was like for you? If that's happened? Um, yeah. Nothing, I, I mean, I'm not a big enough name to where it would ever hit a major media outlet like ET or E or Us Weekly. So mm-hmm. nothing like that. But I had a private life incident uh, where I was involved with a stalker. I wouldn't say involved. I shouldn't say that. that was a horrible way to phrase it. I had a stalker that uh, made my life miserable online for a good two to three years. And um, it really messed with my head. Uh, and it was somebody that um, was a source that turned into somebody that became obsessed with me and just made my life a living hell. I never felt threatened. You know, my life was never threatened. I never felt that I knew because I knew who this person was. I knew their name. I knew where they worked. Um, I, I knew about them so I could easily, it's just, it was very, very manipulative and very, Mm -hmm. very, again, another one of these things where, uh, a really extensive snow job that they pulled on me with emails and texting from um, that, you know, using a, that text me app, uh, you know, to create phone numbers. Uh, it was, it was bad. I mean, I, I, if I told the full story from beginning to end, it would take me an hour. It was, mm. there was not much involved, but yeah, it, it, it screwed me. This was probably 2011 to 2014. So it was a while ago. And so this but is a re- source that then became like obsessed with you and yeah, a source that gave me information, which ended up being correct. Um, but then when it was like, okay, you know, cause most people that come to me with information, I'd say for the most part, it's people that I've never heard from before. They're just like, Hey, I have some information for you. Mm-hmm. This person did the information turned out to be correct. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't know if we're, I don't know if they were expecting to stay friends with me because we were talking almost every day because they were giving me information. But then it was like, okay, your information has now come to fruition. It's out there in the public now. Mm-hmm. You and I didn't have a relationship before you emailed me for the first time. Why do we need to keep talk? Like, I don't know why I'm supposed to still be your friend or whatever. I wasn't, and I wasn't like being a dick. It's just like, I don't know what to do at that point. But she just took it to a whole different level. Oh yeah, it was a girl if I didn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. She took it to a whole different level where it was just like, to keep me in her life, she was creating lies. And she was creating lies about creating friends that weren't really friends that were saying, hey, why aren't you talking to her anymore? She's really depressed. Um, mm. She wants to see you. Is there any way she's really in a bad place? And I'm just like, what? And, and then she's leaking information about you. I wouldn't say she leaked information about me. She just, um, I think she posted a few of my texts mm. that were information related online on my own site. Um, so that was bad. And then I had, and then I, and then after her, I want to say two or three years later, there was actually a girl that I was uh, involved with briefly. Um, and it was, I'd say it was a purely physical relationship. There was a lot of sexting involved it ended. She wasn't happy. And she posted some of our text conversation on my site. Um, actually, that no, she didn't, shitting. she didn't post She, no, she didn't post it on my site. What she did was she went in the comments section of my site and told people, Hey, 
if you want to hear some private messages of Reality Steve's, and she created a Facebook page that you could only, you had to, you know, um, be accepted for. Mm-hmm. And she released them on there. And about 10 people went and signed up. Thankfully, one of the people that signed up after signing up realized this is really invasive. I need to tell Steve. So she came to me and told me. Hmm. And her and I ended up dating. Um <laughs> She, uh, her that is not up, where that initial girl that was talking to you planned on that Facebook no. group going. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. This was, this wasn't this. Yeah, there was the stalker, and then this one was completely separate. But yeah, there was a girl that I was involved with very briefly, kind of a fling thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some, uh, you know, messages back and forth to each other. She got mad at me because I ended things, decided to create a Facebook group and said, hey, do you want to see Reality Steve's texts? Wow. 10 people joined it. One of them got out and said, wow, that's pretty invasive, informed me of it, but didn't want to get in trouble with the group. So I had to keep it covert. And I was like, thank you for sharing this with me. I had no idea. And then her and I just kept talking and we ended up dating um, yeah. for a good, and almost a year. And you have dated other people from reality TV. No. Um, well, no, I mean, Kat. Kat yeah, does. you dated Kat, who was on Big, Big Brother. Brother. It was on Big yeah. Brother. Would She's you ever... the only person from the reality TV world I've ever dated. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever and date that... someone from Bachelor? I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. There's, but there, but there's, there's a couple major factors as to why it probably won't happen. Number one, I'm a good 20 years older than the majority of the women that go on the show. I don't think they're looking for someone like me. Um, so there's that. But if somebody was maybe late 20s, early 30s, which is probably my cutoff for, for mm-hmm. age. Um, you know, Kat was 30, 31. And she just turned 31. So I'm mm-hmm. 15 years older than her. But the age wasn't uh, an issue with Kat and I. Yeah. Um, but the, the women on the show, you know, we know tend to skew 24 to 27-year-old range. Yeah. I don't think they're interested in a 45-year-old me. But mm-hmm. maybe that's just me not. I don't know. Um, Has there ever been someone, though, that you felt like you were interested in that, like, you wanted to date? Yeah. Did you, like, pursue that? I just can't even imagine yeah, I from... Did. <laughs> did that actually happen? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I doing the spoiling now, Steve? Am I driving a story here? <laughs> well, it's funny because it came up, like, this past weekend, I just got a hair up my ass and I did one of those true-false things on Instagram story. Yeah. And and that ended up being one of the questions. And I went into detail, not in detail, but I said, yeah, there was somebody that I um, was interested in in this franchise, let them know about it. And in so many words, they rejected me. But mm. I didn't say who it was. <laughs> and I'm not, and I don't think I'm going to. Because I don't, yeah. because no. I guarantee people are going to go to her and say something. And I don't, she doesn't need to, she doesn't need that. She doesn't need yeah. that type of harassment. But, yeah. Um, but no, it was somebody that, um, yeah, I was interested in it and I said I wanted to spend some time with her. And I was interested in she and in so many words, she was like, eh, I don't think it would I don't know. I, I can't remember the wording. I kinda want to forget it because, you know, it sucks to yeah. get rejected. But um yeah. uh but yeah, that was that was there was there was one. But um but like I said, ever since that it's it's tough because of the age thing. I'm a lot older than these contestants, so I don't think they would be interested in me. And the second thing is just that if it is somebody from this franchise that maybe is interested in me, um, they would have to understand that if they want to have any yeah. future in this show and maybe appear on Paradise, 
they can throw that out the window because the second you're involved with me, you will be blackballed from this franchise. Mm-hmm. So, and very few people in this franchise want to be blackballed from it. They want yeah. to stay in Bachelor Nation and go to stuff. And even if they don't want to be on Paradise, just dating me, I think they're going to hear it from other people in the franchise. Why are you dating that guy? Other guys mm-hmm. in the franchise will tell that person, why are you dating Reality Steve? Shit, Cat got it all the time. So mm-hmm. I know that people in this franchise would. So, but again, it hasn't really come up. If somebody from this franchise has been interested in me, I don't, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, hmm. I mean, clearly there's tons of attractive women in this franchise and there's a few that you're just like, huh. But I, I don't, I don't go out of my way to pursue it because I just feel like I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm too old for them. I don't think they look at me that way. So. Well, I'm happy that you did put yourself out there though, because that is a hard thing to do. And yeah. you know, you don't know if you don't try. Um, but I, it, it definitely would be very difficult. I think even, even, you know, holding a somewhat of a, of a friendship with you being someone in the show, I think it has its difficulties because, you know, I'm happy to talk about escorts. I'm happy to talk about racial shit, but like, if someone from the show who I'm friends with tells me something or, you know, we talk about something like that to me is like a sacred trusted bond that like we've gone through this collective trauma and it's like, I know how shitty that can feel for people to, you know, say things about you and to not have control over that. That like, I think it sucks because it is very rare. I think in the franchise that people actually develop, like uh, actual safe sense of community with each other. It becomes very competitive. It becomes very like a popularity contest. And I think we definitely need to have a more genuine community amongst actual Bachelor alum because we do all go through some really fucked up shit. Um, It is really hard. Even if you have a great experience, it still is hard. You're still going on national TV and everyone has something to say about you, um, even if it is positive. So I could see where like actually dating you could definitely be a very, very difficult venture when your actual literal job and day to day, you know, is figuring out spoilers and, and leaking things and covering it, um, that there'd have to be some like major boundaries there between you and that person, even as, even as friends. Yeah. And the cool thing with Kat was even though she wasn't bachelor franchise, she was reality TV world, but she didn't ask me a thing about the bachelor. She didn't care. She didn't yeah. ask me like, Oh, you know, cause I was dating Kat while I was spoiling stuff on, mm-hmm. um, Clarentasia season and uh, Matt season. And yeah. she never asked me once. And that that's ideal for me. I hope people understand also if they're mm-hmm. interested in dating me that they're not going to get like find out my sources. And I, and there's a part yeah. of me that's always feared that, that someone is just wanting to date me so they can tell their friends how I get information and share that. And that's a big thing with me that yeah, um, people are more interested in, like I said earlier with you, I'm more interested in, in Taylor Nolan than Taylor Nolan from the bachelorette of Nick season that there are people, and I know that there are in the past and it has happened with me. There are people more interested in dating reality, Steve than Steve Carbone. And, um, I don't, I don't want people who are interested in dating reality, Steve, that doesn't interest me in the least bit. It's a turnoff. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I thought I had a chance. Uh, it, it didn't, um, didn't, it didn't pan out and I'm fine with it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I met, it's, it's funny you bring that up because 
this is the first time I ever mentioned it was this past weekend when I was doing that true or false on, yeah. on Instagram. And then here we are three days later and we're talking about it again. And I never thought it would get brought up, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it was well, interesting. There's definitely a lot of other reality shows to pick from, but maybe your person is not a reality TV person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I would only date reality TV people. Cat, Cat yeah. was the first one I ever did. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I'm not against it and I'm not, uh, has to be, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's whatever. It's whoever you vibe with, whoever I feel comfortable with and um, just go from there. Yeah. Well, I hope that you do find that because, you know, your job, it's definitely a different kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, um, <clears throat> interesting. And I mean, sometimes I got questions. I'm like, how? Yeah. What? Like how? <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting, like behind the scenes of, of stuff, but um, definitely hope like the best for you. And I, I do think you have come a long way from how you cover things and your thoughtfulness in it. And, you know, even sometimes like double checking things with me, right. Of like, yeah. Oh, like, you know, people are talking about this, but like, what's your perspective on that? And um, it is yeah. very, very thoughtful. No, th- I thanks. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you answering when I asked, because there are things that, you know, mm-hmm. I know we, I, I know I had you on, right. I think maybe a week or two after George Floyd, I think it was right mm-hmm. around that time. Yeah. Um, you, you were on the podcast because there was, yeah. you know, we talked about a lot of that stuff and um, I mm-hmm. was, I was, you know, I grew up in, middle-class white Orange County. Uh, and I was about as white privileged as you can get. But mm-hmm. when the word white privilege started getting thrown around this summer, I didn't know what the definition of it was. I just thought it meant spoiled white people. And mm-hmm. that wasn't what it was. It was, yeah. it, it, it had to be, um, I didn't know what it was until you, until I read about it. And then you, you know, explained it to me more that mm-hmm. I've never had to suffer. And then I, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I've never had to suffer for anything in my life because of the color of my skin. Not mm-hmm. once, not job related, uh, anything work, anything in the workplace, anything in anywhere. I've never mm-hmm. been discriminated against or wasn't able to achieve something because I was white. And yeah. I realized that's what white privilege was, not just, oh, he's a spoiled white kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was big uh, this summer. Um, and that opened my eyes to a, a lot of stuff. And I realized, yeah, I... I don't get offended when people say, you know, oh, stop talking, stop throwing the phrase white, white privilege around, you know, stop making mm-hmm. it about race. But it's just like, it's, this is everything it's, is it's reality. Race. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get how people don't see that, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I you didn't do. for a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying even now, like how mm-hmm. people can say like, this is what the definition of white privilege is. And then people are still like, oh, well, no, that doesn't pertain to me when it clearly does. Like, yeah. I don't know why people can't admit that they, I don't understand why white people who have never been discriminated before in their life because of the color of their skin or never been rejected for a job because of the color of their skin um, can say that they don't have white privilege now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, but. Yeah. How do you think that's like impacted? We should be wrapping up and I should yeah. be getting on a different interview right now. <laughs> but But how do you, how do you find that that's changed how you cover the show, if at all, how it's impacted how you engage with and how you cover the show, learning more about um, the systems in place uh, of racism within our country? I mean, I think the running joke for the longest time was how white this show was. Like we've all Mm -hmm. known it because it's just, all you have to do is look at the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, But now since this summer and then you know we have Tasha brought in and we have Matt brought in and then not only leads are people of color but 
the cast is, you know, clearly way more diverse. You know, Ashley Spivey posted this summer when everything was going on. Brad Womax, the two seasons that he was The Bachelor, the, the group photo that you take on night one, and he had 50 women, and one of them was a woman of color. Like, 50 mm-hmm. women. Like, people were like, well, maybe Brad didn't like white women. Well, <laughs> how about maybe Brad shouldn't have been chosen in the first place if all you were going to cast was white women? Like, yeah. again, that's where, that's where I'm saying, like, the immediate thought was from a lot of people's thinking was, well, maybe he didn't like, you know, black women or Latino women. And that's why they didn't cast them. When you're first, it's like, if that's your th- first thought when you see the group photo, then that's the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. You know, you're mm-hmm. not seeing the other side that other people are seeing. And, um, you know, I think for me, I've understood now um, how bad it's gotten. Um, I mean, they're improving uh, this season with, um, you know, I don't know if we're, are we talking spoilers? Can I mention spoilers or no? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, just the fact that, Mac does have three of his final four women are people of color um, that we've never seen in the history in 41 seasons. It's never happened. Yeah. Shit, we've never had more than one in the final well, four. Well, we had Rachel, and that was first in my season. Rachel, yeah. The Rachel first was the non-white first black contestant to ever make, yeah, mm-hmm. to make final four. And then Eric Bigger made it on Rachel's season. Yeah. And then Mike Johnson was fifth on Hannah's season. Mm-hmm. And then Tasha had... Ivan, she had one, but Matt has three. Like we've never had more than one. And now we have three in one season. Um, so I think that's, it's positive. I think that could lead to another person of color as, uh, as our bachelorette. We don't, we just don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd say that, uh, you know, the show, you know, I, I think it's, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here and I don't think I'm uh, breaking any news here. I I, I don't think if, what happens this summer. If, if George Floyd doesn't happen and the racial tension doesn't happen this summer, um, do Tasha and Matt become our bachelor at and bachelor? I'd say no. I'd say they would have continued on the same path that they were on for the previous 39 seasons. At, at that point, it would have been 39 seasons. Like, cause Claire would have been our, well, we knew Claire would have been our bachelorette. Yeah. The pandemic is the only thing that stopped that. Um, would Matt James have been named the bachelor two weeks after George Floyd? If A, he wasn't black and B, he wasn't BFFs with the most popular man in the franchise who will be on next week's episode? Probably not. And I think that's not racist to say. That's not, it's, you know that. I think a lot of people know that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why a lot of people don't want to admit it, but. I think it could, it could have maybe been their thought process going forward with Matt going on Claire's season, but I don't yeah. think they would have announced it when they did. If yeah, they, would, yeah, they wouldn't have done happening. it on a, on a Friday GMA where all of a sudden it just popped into our head. Like, Oh, by the way, yeah. your next bachelor is going to be Matt James and he's not filming till October. Where we're going to announce it the second week in June. I'm like, Whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, if nothing happens this summer with, with that and there wasn't riots and there wasn't protests and anything like that, I'm pretty sure this franchise would have continued the way, what they were doing. Cause then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think, I don't think the fan base would have been as on board with some of these changes and actually pushing the show in that direction. Yeah. Like the batch happened. diversity campaign. Does that start yeah. up this summer? If it isn't like, even though we've known it's been a white show, Batch diversity could have started five years ago. Like, why mm-hmm. did they start up this summer? Um, because of everything that was going on. It's like, 
you know what? Yeah. In light of everything else that's going on, here's another example of white uh, elitism, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, we were talking uh, white privilege. Like mm-hmm. this show has just been a white show for so long. It's like, why not make it a little more diverse? There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong yeah. with that. And, um, and we're seeing that because we're getting, I mean, a- as boring as I think Matt is, I think we're still getting better conversations with, uh, with Tasha's men Mm-hmm. Uh, with Ivan, her, her conversation with Ivan, her conversation with Brendan, the Abigail conversation with yeah. Matt. Um, it's just, I think we're getting better, even though Matt just kind of sits there and nods and <laughs> not a, you know, Matt's like whatever to me. Um, at least I think we're, we're, we're hitting, take away all the bullying stuff and all that stuff that's going on because that's just getting old. When mm-hmm. they are having decent conversations, they're better than the conversations I think that we've had yeah, there's definitely some small baby steps in the right yeah. direction. And I hope they keep going in that direction um, and changing up things a little bit. Um, yeah. We do have to wrap up. Uh, I'm sure people already know this, but where can people find you? Everything is under the Reality Steve moniker. It's uh, Twitter is at Reality Steve. Instagram is at Reality Steve. The website's realitysteve.com. And my podcast is the Reality Steve podcast that you can get on all platforms where you mm-hmm. can listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google yeah. Plus, all that stuff. What did you think of my tweet to you this week? <laughs> I didn't know where... I, 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 didn't, I didn't know where you... I didn't know why you did that. I didn't care that you did. I just didn't know why you, why you were... Why that was the hill that you were <laughs> willing to die on. I And... I, did I, mean, I die trying, on that hill, Steve? I don't no, think I'm I tra- died. Tra- no, not die on that. But like that, that was like why you? T- I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Like I said, I, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't. Did, I, did what I say make I, sense? I'm trying to remember what it was now. So Brett had posted, you know, can we get a one-on-one for another woman of color, another black woman? And you had said, like, to be fair, uh, you know, before Matt's season, there had only been... No, but up to to Rachel's date, there had been four one-on-ones this season and three of them were with black women. So that's why I was like, well, Brett... Yeah. He has been out with... Because he said... All this great, all these great black women, and Rachel gets a one on one, and then so I was just like, I was just focusing on mm-hmm. that sentence alone, which was Rachel got a one on one. But yeah, you say all these black women, but three of the four one on ones he's had have been with women of color. So mm-hmm. just to be fair, and I was just like, that's why I was saying I was saying it matter of fact. I wasn't even mad at Brett or anything. I was just saying no, I think yeah. Brett probably forgot that there might have been only four one on ones this season, and three of them were with black women. But well, I think um, it's it's because it's like we might get some of these one-on-ones with other black women on the show, but majority of what we're seeing on the show is a centering of, you know, two black girls, one Rose had uh, covered this in their episode and it was really good. Uh, What we're mostly seeing is the centering of white mediocrity with people like Victoria. Um, And so it's like when we're dealing with most of that and then we get these little tidbits of these one-on-one dates, um, it's like, it would be nice to see that. And then my comment, my tweet to you was basically like, well, to be fair, before Matt's season, like, almost exclusively all the one-on-ones were all with white people. Um, And obviously not to say not to give Matt the variety and, you know, kinds of women and backgrounds and whatnot. Like, obviously he should have that. But I was just saying, you know, sometimes 
playing that devil's advocate like doesn't really help or go to the point that I I know you do support. Like I know that you probably would have agreed with that. So then it was like, well. That's why I was wondering why you did it because I was like, you know how I feel about the way this lack of diversity in this franchise is yeah. gone. So why, why would you, why were you yeah. tweeting, tweeting me that when you know how I stood on it, but I didn't really. Because still what you said didn't seem in alignment with that. I know you were thinking like super logistically and like objectively, but sometimes like I've had so many conversations with other like white guys who are my friends and they will try to play devil's advocate and stuff and point out these other things and get really specific. And it's like, okay, yes, but some of these things we do also have to zoom out and look at the bigger context of it because that piece does matter too. And it it doesn't help. Sometimes yeah. like, yes, your no. point was valid. That was factual. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I think that what it was, I was just, I was just producing a fact that I, I that I thought Brett, when he said that I, I read Brett's tweet as why can't we give another, why can't a black girl get the next one-on-one? And when I was just like, well, three of the four have, so it's not like they're mm-hmm. discontinued. It's not like they're discrediting. Like, I think it would have been a real problem this season. If, you know, up to Rachel's date, he would have only had one black, girl have a one-on-one like i think the mm-hmm. fact that they did give three was like you said it's, it's small steps for this franchise because yeah. anything they do that's progressive racially is better than anything they've done in the previous 40 seasons because yeah. they've done nothing progressive racially in 40 seasons yeah um you know it's a, if, it's a step small small yeah. small 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 baby steps small with step. them. Yeah. um but yeah i knew i didn't say anything to you after that tweet and i was like oh yeah let me double check there on oh, that no, no, I was um fine. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously, so much more we could get into, but appreciate you sharing your time and your experiences and all oh, your thoughts you. on all the all the fun stuff. <laughs> thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll text soon about something <laughs> sexual in <What>? nature. <laughs> Be a little sex Q&A. Oh, no, this was my last question for you. Um, Uh, Yeah, because when uh, when we were talking about the race stuff and everything, like, you Venmoed me, and I was so appreciative, and I didn't even know it was you. And I was like, oh, thank you. When, like, over summer, when you were, like, asking me, like, questions about... Oh, yeah. Oh, and then you were asking, and people were saying, like, hey, can we send you a tip, Taylor, or whatever, for all the information that you pass out? Yeah, Yeah. and then I Venmoed me... Oh, so you didn't know it was me. I mean, you did. I didn't, didn't know, know it was right you until you after it. we talked about it. Because then when we were talking, you were like, oh, did you get my Venmo? And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I didn't know that was you. Because um, it came up as Steve C. And I was like, who's, I don't know who that is. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, thank you. Yeah, because I'm in your phone as Reality Steve. That's why. See, it all circles back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast. Yes, this is a perfect yes. way to end. Um, yeah, so you have dated someone in the past. Um, you know, I've asked you questions about this as I've kind of started mine up, um, but you're somewhat familiar with OnlyFans. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. So my question for you was, are you going to sign up for my OnlyFans? <laughs> <sighs> okay, one, is it weird if I do? And two, what, what, what is your I was like, am I going to see you pop up on my <laughs> OnlyFans? I don't know. <laughs> What what are you charging? What is your monthly? Uh, so it's fifty, which is apparently the max that they will let you do. I wanted to do more, but apparently fifty is the max that you can do for subscription. What, so what am I what am I getting for fifty bucks a month? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what I'm signing up for here. 
<laughs> so I'll be posting some more sexy stuff, like more skin than what I show on Instagram. Then I'll be sharing some other resources and stuff about like toys and lube and like porn and like videos and stuff that I can't, I mean, I can, but it's like more dangerous to like share on Instagram. Um, and then also be like promoting other sex workers as well. So like getting you access to more people. Um, and then like s- dipping my toe into sex work and maybe my toes. I have a feeling I'll get some toe requests. Um, so we'll see that's how gotta that be, goes. That's got to be the easiest money in the world. If a guy sends you a, a message on OnlyFans and says, Taylor, I will pay you $30 to see your feet. Like I would just be sending that guy foot pictures until the end of time. Like, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you send pictures of your feet? Um, I mean, I might need a pedicure, but... <laughs> Is it we? I don't know. Is it weird if I don't know? So let me ask you this then. Before I had asked you, would you have thought about doing it? Because you've asked me, you're like, did you do it yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm well, working I, on it. I asked you if you were doing it because I wanted to know if I was going to get a free uh, account. <laughs> Even Zach was asking me for that, and I was like, mm, I don't know. You might have to pay for that. <laughs> Um, you don't have to answer, but okay. I just thought it was a fun question. It was a fun question. Yeah, yeah um, that, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because nobody else in Bachelor has an OnlyFans. So then I was also like, I don't know, is he going to cover this? He's going to like go in there and be like, Taylor's doing this. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I, I do we know for a fact that nobody in Bachelor Nation has one? Or is it somebody, is it possible that somebody has one and is keeping it private? I'm sure that's possible, but yeah. nobody that I know of. Yeah, like, nobody, basically nobody in Bachelor Nation has been public about it. Um, yeah, no. There's two, there's a couple of Temptation Island girls. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's people in the Big Brother world that have it. Um, yeah. I know there's people in, um, I think Love is, some people told me someone from uh, The Challenge, maybe someone from The Challenge has one I'm too. Sure, but yeah. But like you said, it's different. And not everyone's is doing the, and not everyone is doing the same thing because there's so many levels of OnlyFans. You can mm-hmm. just do strictly yep. strictly lingerie you could do topless you could do fully nude yep. and you could do i'm having sex on my only fans account like chad johnson you know so uh oh that's the person in draftor nation that's no i was account. hoping you weren't even going to say his fucking name <laughs> i was like yeah. uh-uh, doesn't exist yeah chad so um but does he really yeah. i mean yeah um doesn't count i guess we're talking about the females and like i don't know of any females in draftor nation no that have one yeah um at least and if they do they aren't promoting it um, yeah, because it were word would have gotten out in thirty seconds if somebody yeah. was. So it's just uh, that I talk about it openly with no shame. So it's like it's no yeah. secret, and it's not something people can use against me to be like, "Oh my god, you see what Taylor's doing?" Yeah, I am doing it because I want to fucking do it. And there's nothing. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? Like I said, I this is OnlyFans. You and I have talked about this. I've come around on OnlyFans. I um, I I was at a point where I, I think when it first became a thing, maybe nine months ago, a year ago, I was just like who's doing this? And then I found out, I did more research. I spoke to people who had accounts mm-hmm. um, and some people that one person even showed me and some people have told me how much they make on it. And these people aren't even doing nudes. And I'm like, yeah. so this is really no different than someone who has an Instagram account. That's nothing but, you know, sexy, yeah. It doesn't even have to be lingerie picks, like, uh, you know, bathing suit picks, bikini picks, one piece, two piece, whatever. Um, You're putting that out for free on Instagram. Why not put it on your OnlyFans and get paid for it? Like when I saw the money that some some of these people were making, who am I to tell you what you should be doing uh, 
with, mm-hmm. you know, pictures that yeah. you want to put out. Like, if you want to, you know, it, it's, it's your decision. It's not, it, it's not anybody's call. But are there people that are just like so, like, you know, buttoned up conservative that think that's wrong? Of course, mm-hmm. there's going to be people that are going to say that. But yeah, I'm not one of those people. I was yeah. just against it at first in terms of, I don't know how I'd feel comfortable with somebody that I was, you know, ever with doing it. And then when I mm-hmm. thought about it, I was like, you know what? First off, they're coming home to me at the end of the night. They're not coming home to them. Yeah. These people are getting a teaser. I'm mm-hmm. getting the real thing. So fuck it. I don't care. And it took me yeah. a while to come around on that. But yeah. I, I, I think know. Zach is very excited about that part of it. Yeah. I think, yeah. And he, and he, he should be, there's probably a little bit of, I mean, I, I, I probably will, I would still have probably a little bit of an insecurity mm-hmm. my, just myself of being like, wow. Other yeah. people are seeing my the person I'm with being super sexy. And even though I get to, you know, be in bed with her, um, yeah. you know, you kind of like, well, what if, what if one of these guys entices her and she leaves me for somebody on OnlyFans or something like that? Like mm-hmm. there's those thoughts that cross your head. It wouldn't, I don't think it would something that would ever take over my thought process, but I'm not going to lie and say it wouldn't yeah. be like, it wouldn't cross my mind, you yeah. know, but it well, wouldn't be, basically, it wouldn't be a relationship killer is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I view you as someone that, like, is now kind of on board that supports sex work and all of that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. It. Yeah. Go get um, it. <laughs> I'm going to go get my like, bag. I, mean, I, I got student I, loans to pay I, off. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, I, I mean, you, I've seen you in your lingerie on Instagram, uh, on your Instagram stories. Yeah. So... I, so I don't think anything that you put uh, uh, translating that to your OnlyFans would be anything crazy for me to see. Now, <laughs> if you started playing with yourself on a video on Inst- on OnlyFans, I'd be like, I don't know if <laughs> should I be watching this? <laughs> You'd be like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know if that's for me because I because I know you. Uh, it just. You know, he'd be like, well, Steve, you watch porn. You watch, yeah, but I don't know the porn. I don't know the women in porn. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you. yeah. I've never yeah. met you in person, but we've spoken enough and we've FaceTimed enough to where it would be like, Taylor, I, I just I just saw you get off on camera. Like, <laughs> I don't know I'm how not, to react. I'm, not, I th- I'm dipping my toe in. I'm not going to like, If you ever got to that point, yeah. If you ever got to that point where you had no problem using a toy on a video on OnlyFans, I'd be like, and I happen to be a subscriber. I I I I don't know. I don't know how I'd I'd feel about that. I don't like not for you. You can do it. I don't know how I'd feel watching it. Yeah. And then yeah. talking to you the next day, I'd be like Taylor. <laughs> I'd be like. I feel like this is a question I should have started with because yeah. <laughs> there's so much here. But <laughs> regardless, yeah. if you subscribe, don't subscribe. I know you do support it, and I've appreciated yeah. like. Uh, when, when are you starting it? Do you have a start date? It's well, by the time this um airs, it'll be um up and it's oh, okay. yeah, onlyfans.com slash Tamoka, Tamoka on everything. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be up and I'll just be slowly dipping my toe in to that kind of stuff, but um, really excited about it. And hopefully, I can pay off some student loans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, we've heard plenty of stories and uh. I've seen with, uh, you know, I've seen evidence. I've been told Mm -hmm. how much some people are making on that per month. Um, Honestly, had I not heard from you about that, (laughs) I don't know that I would have felt so inclined to like start it myself. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you told me that, I was like, 
I, I got to fucking get on here. <laughs> yeah. And it's all based on your content. It's how good the quality is yeah. and how much <clears throat> content you put out there. If you post once or twice a month, yeah, yeah you're not going to make a ton of money. No, you I'll be posting be like diligent with it. every other day, basically. Yeah. And I think yeah. if you're diligent with it and you are, and they do they have like, I've heard this, but then I've seen people do it. Do they have, does Instagram have an issue with linking? They do. Even honestly, I'm scared. I was going to just DM the link to people, but I received messages from other people who use it that are like, don't do that because they literally like are just looking for the words only fans like everywhere. So I think if anything, I'm just going to like verbally say it in a story of like, if you want my link, like you can go, it's onlyfans.com slash Tamoka and you can go there. I, I know this. I know of somebody that has an OnlyFans account that um, they were, uh, they have an OnlyFans account and on their Instagram, on their bio on Instagram, it has their name of www. Let's just say for you, taylornolan.com. And if you click on that, yeah, it, brings, it goes to, it brings yeah. them to their OnlyFans mm-hmm. account, even though that's not their OnlyFans address. So that's a way yeah. to get it. That's a workaround is just mm-hmm. do that. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's definitely something I've looked into too. Um, I'm having a friend of mine who's a sex worker and sex therapist, uh, like mentor me on it so that I'm like doing it in a safe way and everything. And that is something that she brought up too. But then I was kind of like, ah, that still makes me nervous. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, um, could have made this whole podcast about sex work. Cause now I got more questions. <laughs> I want to, I want to, your, your, your friend that's in the, your friend that's in it. Like, yeah, it, your friend that's in it is, we're going to talk for another 15 minutes if I ask this. So let's end it. No, end it now. I know. I'm like, I'm supposed to like <laughs> be like a guest for someone else. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so late now. But um, but no, this has been great recording. Always great chatting with you about non-bachelor things and getting your like perspective on things and just having those really like objective, uh, logical conversations and, and debates almost in a way yeah. as well. Um, and I've always really appreciated like your thoughtful uh you know, kind recaps of, of me at least. And yeah. the fact that, you know, people like Spivey and Charlene have even worked with you and whatnot, I think uh, does speak to a bit of your character um, and kind of break a little bit of misconceptions of what people might think of you. Um, you know, yeah. certainly haven't always been the best, but definitely have made some improvements. And I think that's um, really important to know. Yeah. And I've never, I've never shied away from the, the, from the stuff that I reported in the past and stuff that I've mm-hmm. said in the past that, yeah, I've changed my writing style. I've changed with the times. I feel like you have yeah. to, or else you will, you know, not get canceled. I hate the word cancel culture, but yeah. I, you But you like get, own up to it. You like take accountability and that's where yeah. I'm like, okay, I can fuck with you. Cause there, like, there's you, a misconception going around that I can't admit that I'm wrong. And yet every time I've been wrong with a spoiler or the Jenna thing, like, Mm-hmm. I've literally come out and said a thousand times that I was wrong. Like when I yeah. was wrong about, you know, Tasha, you know, not being engaged to Zach and they weren't yet. It was like, yeah, I was wrong. I had mm-hmm. wrong information. I don't, and I don't blame it on anybody else. I'm yes. All the information I get is second, third, because I don't get any of the information firsthand because I'm not on set. I'm not seeing yeah. it with my own eyes, but every, I'm only as good as the information that I get. But if I do post information and it happens to be wrong, it's still on me. It's not mm-hmm. on person who told me and yeah. so i'll always admit when i'm wrong i have no issue admitting when i'm wrong yeah well i appreciate you i appreciate your time we gotta wrap it up so yeah. thank you thank you no thank you for having me on 
All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 